can't wait to worship a little bit more after the message, but I have, I have a word for, for us today. I'm so excited. Um, you know, we, we've been, we've been kind of on a journey talking about a few things. Like we, before we launched, we had been talking about, like as a, as a launch team, just with our volunteers, we had been, and some of you guys are here, we had been just talking about how, how, do, how we can serve our neighbor, like what it means to love our neighbor, what it means to, to, to you know, it, not just start this new thing in San Diego, but what it actually means to go and reach out and love our neighbor and show God's love to the people of, of, of the border region. And then after that, when we launched, we started talking about Exodus. We started talking about what it means for God to, to, to promise us things, to give us an inheritance, to, to put us somewhere to be a blessing and all, all of his promises and how he walks with us through it all. And then uh, in the last four weeks, we started talking about like, all right, so, so God has delivered us. Uh, he has delivered us from our past. He has given us promises. He has given us purpose. But, but now what? For what? And so we started talking about God's purpose for humanity. And we've, we've talked a lot uh, about, like, you know, from the moment of creation, like, God, what did God call uh, humanity to, to do? And then we started talking about, like, what, is it, what does it look like to, to be the image of God, to be the representatives of God on earth? And what does it look like to establish heaven on earth? To not just wait for, you know, one day we'll go to heaven, but actually to establish heaven on earth as, as representatives of God on earth. Well, one thing that all of this requires is faith. Um, and, and we're, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna shift gears a little bit with, with our, with our preaching, uh, with our teaching, and we're gonna talk a little bit about faith in, in the next coming weeks, and, and, and I'm excited for that because, man, as, at, at least, like, being in the trenches of, 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 of planting a church, man, does it require faith, the team knows, it requires faith, every Sunday it requires faith, and so, and, 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 not just when it comes to like ministry or this this one local church that that, that that we're doing here, but in our lives, like in order to to fulfill the calling that God has given to each and every one of us, it requires faith. Sometimes it can be easy to get into the motions of like I get up, I get dressed, hopefully I brush my teeth and go to work. Um, but uh, it, it requires faith, like to 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 live your day in a way that actually makes a difference, and in to live your day in a way that actually um, that actually honors the calling that you've been called to. And so, um, that's what, that's what we're going to, we're going to be talking about in the next, in the next few weeks. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I know we just talked about it in our ties and offerings, but I am so, so, so grateful for, um, for your generosity, for, for what we've been able to do for, for Eden Church. And I'm so excited for what they are doing over there and, and how we have been able to partner with them. I, I, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough, and I hope that you are as excited as I am to know that there's a church plant happening right now. There's a church launch happening right now. Remember how exciting it was when we launched nine weeks ago, and, and the, the room was packed, and there was, like, there was tons of goodies out there. Like, that's what they're doing right now, and that is honestly so, so, so exciting. That, that has required faith. I know that that has required David faith, and that has, it required our faith to sow into that. And so everything we're, we're talking about, like it's, it, it's all connected. And, and, and the, the question that I want to ask of you guys today is, um, what does a life of faith look like? What does a life of faith look like? Um, 
a lot of what we're going to talk about today, at least, is going to be out of Hebrews 11. Um, and so Hebrews 11, 11 you, you might be familiar with it. Some people call it the Hall of Faith, like the Hall of Fame of people of faith, the Hall of Faith. Um, and, and so I'm going to give you just a little bit of context about what was happening um, in, in, in Hebrews 11. So, so Jewish Christians were under, it was a time when, when, when Christians who had converted, uh, I mean, from, uh, sorry, Jewish people who had converted into Christianity were undergoing tons of persecution. There was a, a lot going on. Um, both socially and like actual like physical persecution as well. And they were being persecuted both by and, and criticized both by the Jews, and they were Jews themselves, um, but there was Jews uh, persecuting them, criticizing them for having converted into Christianity. And there was also Romans uh, persecuting them for tons of other reasons because uh, of the Roman Empire. Um, and so they were under pressure. These new believers who were ethnically Jewish and had converted to Christianity, had persecution and, and criticism coming from every way, and, and, and there's this pressure. And as new believers, they begin evaluating Jesus. They start to, 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 to feel like their faith might be at risk of, of, of deconstruction. How many of you guys have a friend who's like deconstructing their faith? I have tons of, of friends deconstructing their faith in this season. And so it, just imagine them under pressure. There's tons of, they're like starting to realize like we have so many reasons to, to not be doing this, this Christian thing, you know? There's too many reasons to, to kind of like not be so much into this and, and maybe just live my life a little more normally, have less pressure, have less things against me. Um, they're starting to question the validity of what, of what, um, of what Christ had, had spoken, what Christ has taught, the, the, what church leaders taught. Everything was coming into question because of the circumstances, because of what was going on, because of the pressure. Um, and, and, and these Christians, these, the, these, were, these were new Christians, they needed to be reassured that Christianity was true, that what God had spoken was true, that what Jesus has, had said was true. And, and, and the, the, the book of Hebrews, a letter to the Hebrews, is, is written to answer these doubts. It's written to respond to the doubts of these, of these Jewish Christians. That's why it's called Hebrews. And so Hebrews is, is trying to remind Christians that Jesus is 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 like is superior that it's that he is sufficient for salvation. Um, these were all the kinds of questions that they were that they were asking themselves. Like, is, is Jesus really like what I need in order to go to heaven? Like, is Jesus really what I need in order for my life to be different? Um, is he really the answer? Was he really the Messiah? As 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 Hebrews, as as Jewish people, that like the the idea of the Messiah, of the Messiah that they had been waiting for, the 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 one who was going to free them from oppression. Um, was very much something in their mind. And all of a sudden, well, Jesus said that he was the Messiah and that he was going to free us from oppression, but here I am oppressed. I don't know about you, but how many of you guys thought that by coming into Christianity, by coming to the feet of Jesus, you thought my life is just going to be perfect. And here I am, like Jesus was supposed to change my life. And here I am, my life is maybe not the way I pictured it at a certain time. Um, and so... They, they had this newfound faith. They had decided to, to not only 
have this original faith as Jewish people who believed in God the Father, but also in Christ as a Messiah. They realize Christ is the one that the Old Testament speak of, that the old uh, that the old covenant spoke of. Remember when we when we when we talked about covenants, they were used to like the Mosaic covenant, the 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 the, the words of Moses. They were used to to the tradition of 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 the of, of the Davidic covenant of David, and 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 they were used to an old covenant, a lot of, of a lot of which is in the Old Testament, and and so the first ten chapters of Hebrews are trying to establish how. Jesus actually fulfills a lot of the old covenant. He's trying to—it's trying to establish Jesus as 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 this uh, as this uh, this better better than the angels and better than the priests and better than the old. Um, and the new covenant surpasses the old. It fulfills the old. It's better than the old. Um, the new sanctuary is is actually represented in Jesus. Jesus is actually the temple. It, it, this is the language that you see in the first ten chapters of Hebrews, and and because of their culture, it spoke to them. That's why that's why it's here. This is just a little bit of context for you guys. Um, and then it, the pinnacle of it all is when it says like Christ, like atone, atoning sacrifice, the cross is is more than sufficient for the forgiveness of sins. Um, and so this is the this is the foundation of it all, and 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 the 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 readers that when we get to chapter eleven now it's like hey remember all these people that that's why it's the hall of faith and we'll read it in a little bit but it gets to this point where it's saying like remember all these people who held on to their faith who in the middle of circumstances who in the middle of pressures they held on to faith they encouraged each other and they were able to you know to look forward to. To what was coming to the Messiah that was coming now that the Messiah has come you know there's these models there's these examples that's what Hebrews is saying like that, that we can we can hold on to our faith as well that we can we can encourage each other and look forward to Christ's return that's 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 the reason why he's writing what he's writing in, in Hebrews 11. Um, so let's go to Hebrews 11 chapter uh, chapter 11 verses 1 to 3 and I'll read verse 6 as well. Is it on the screen for you guys? Okay. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction, as in like the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation, like the, the people of the old covenant, people in the Old Testament. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And without faith, it is verse six, and without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So we're going to talk about like what what is faith? What is this faith that we're that that, that, that pleases God? What is this faith that that they're commended for? Um, and, and, and how does faith actually work? So Let's pray really quick. Jesus, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the fact that um, that you're a good God. We thank you for the fact that you have promised great things, that you have indeed freed us, that you've delivered us. But but now we you do require us to trust you. And that's what we want to learn today. We want to learn to trust you, to trust that the calling you have given us you, you, you actually make a way for, that you are the one who brings breakthrough, you're the one who opens uh, doors, you're the one who, um, who allows us to, to walk this journey of, of, uh, of, um, of living out our calling and doing the things that you have for us in your name. Amen, amen, amen. So 
we just read Hebrews 11 in verse one, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We're gonna, we're gonna talk a little bit about like what the definition of faith is. And so the, the, the word translated here, assurance, in other parts of the Bible is, is, is also translated as confidence, as like the confidence that we have in something. Um, you know, Sophia is starting to, Sophia's our six-year-old. She's starting to realize that it's getting a little colder. She's starting to realize that there's like Christmas decorations in stores and things like that. And, and she's pretty confident that she's, that she's, you know, getting a toy or two this Christmas. Like she's, she's pretty confident. I'm like, do I owe you anything? <laughs> But she's pretty confident that she's getting that, you know, Christmas is coming. So she's making a list of what she wants. And oh, man, one thing about Sophia, you guys keep your kids away from Sophia. Keep your kids away from Sophia. She like she knows that Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> so if your kids <laughs> believe in Santa Claus, keep keep your kids away from Sophia because she's like she often tells us, like, I know Santa Claus is not real. I know you're giving me presents. So I have a list. <laughs> man she's yeah <laughs> she's dangerous but she's pretty confident that you know that we're that we're gonna give her a toy or two and that's the kind of that's the kind of assurance that that we can have um but back to more like what it, what the bible actually means um when it says uh confidence when it says assurance um the picture that it's trying to paint it's like it's like a guarantee, like a like a legal a legal contract, um, like a title. Like when the title of your car it has your name on there, it means it's yours. It's what gives validity that it is yours. It's a legal document that says this is yours. It's a guarantee. And if somebody else brings a title without your name, like it means that it means there was theft, you know. Um, so it's. It's that serious. When it says assurance, you can be you can be confident in that this is yours. This is that you are entitled to this by this guarantee. Um, the other word uh, that that uh, is often translated by the Bible with this same root word in the original language is conviction. Sometimes, sometimes it talks about conviction, um, and conviction means like simply to convince like to be convinced like it's trying to tell us hey you can be convinced that what god says he is going to do you can be convinced that he has guaranteed this and therefore you can be assured you can be confident um so i have a i have a little a little um like definition um i didn't write it but i definitely think is revolutionary. So let's read it together. It says, uh, faith is an uninterrupted state or inner of, of inner confidence rooted in legal standing that God's new and fresh promises are already ours. It is a confident standing of assurance regarding unseen things. It is a continual positioning of oneself under the authority of an agreement of things God has said. It's a decision to subject all of life to God's will and promises. And so we've been talking about God's will and promises up until now in the last eight weeks. Um, and, it, and, and faith actually takes all this thing and it, it, it's, it's an agreement to set to, to it's a, a decision to subject everything, all the unseen things 
to his will and to his promises. Um, and this, this kind of faith can only be supernatural. It can only be supernatural. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it, it, it has nothing to do with, um, it's also, it, it, faith is not a belief based on the evidence of the senses. It is not just agreeing, first off, first off it's supernatural. Um, actually, God gives us the ability to respond. God gives us that, it, that initial inner, like, measure of, of, of faith that is a, a, an ability to respond to him, to believe in him, to trust him. Um, and it is also not based on the evidence of the senses. It's not based on what you already see. It's not based on what you, what you already know. It is a trust thing. Um, there's, a, there's another, another quote that I want to read to you guys. It says, faith is to sight and reason what the telescope is to the naked eye. By the use of, of this wondrous instrument, the most distant planets are now made known to us in detail. A map of Mars has been published showing canal-like seas, islands, and large mountains or, or tablelands covered by snow. Faith brings the, dis, the distant near. It makes the spiritual the most real, and it gives us to dwell in heavenly places. So another thing that faith, well, another thing that faith is not, um, it, is, it is not denying earthly reality. It is not saying, I'm not sick when you know you are. It is not saying this isn't happening when it really is. It is not, it, faith is not denial. It is not like just seeing something and saying, well, I believe that is a chair. It didn't require any faith to see that that chair is black. It also doesn't mean that by having faith, you're like, well, that chair doesn't exist. Or this illness that the doctors are telling me that I have doesn't exist. That is not faith either. And it is not just a mere Ascent. It's not just a mere like agreeing or understanding. Um, one one thing I'm gonna let you into my, my like me and my wife's arguments. One thing that I hate when my wife says, "This is counseling, you guys," is when she says the word "sure." Oh man, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't believe it. I have a hard time like like sure. It's like you agree you agree with me, but like faith is not just assent. Faith is not like, like, sure, <laughs> sure, God. <laughs> That's not what faith is either. Uh, it's not just saying like, okay, I understand. It requires a little bit more. It, it, there's a little more action behind it. It is a, it is, it is a bit more of a, a, of a divine exchange where you are subjecting things under what God has said. You may not see something the way God has said it was going to be, but you trust God more than the current circumstance. You trust God more that if things are not the way he said they were going to be, then, then you subject it under, under what he has said and trust that, that God will make it be what he said it was going to be. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. You know, um, God is everything he says he is, and he, you know, everything he has promised. God is all of those things, and everything the Bible says about him, he is all of those things now. 
when we when we say like you know some 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 theologians when they talk about god they don't say god exists he they say god is and 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 his like his character everything he says he is he like he does I, i believe that he doesn't lie i believe that he is good i believe that he is a covenant making covenant keeping god and he promises a lot of things and sometimes we we wait on those things which is a good thing but we think that god is only kind of in the future like one day god promised all these things and we put them so in the future that that we forget that god is everything he says he is now that he is a good god who keeps his promises now he may have things for the future yes but but he is there with us now he's doing other things that we may not be aware of now You may not be aware of promises that he had for you that are being fulfilled now because you're too focused on the promises that you're still waiting on for, for you know, for 10 years from now. There's, there's a little more action to faith that is for now. And when you, when, when you, when you don't feel it, when you don't feel that those things that you hoped for are there, when you don't feel it, when you don't see them, you still know that God is, that God is all those things, that God promised all those things. And you subject the circumstances that you see. You don't deny them. You do subject them under what he has already said and under who you know God already is and his character. Um, more than once in scripture, it says like the one who was and is and is to come. Yet he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our faith is, can also be like a then and now and when um so how what about your faith you know sometimes especially especially now in in this in the current scenario that we're living um it's it's easy to think of of the past and the past was so much better and man it was so much easier to do church three years ago than it is now. Um, and, 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 and we think of things in the past in our lives that were like, that were better, where you, you maybe you felt like God was moving in that. Or, or maybe what, it, what happens is that you like, now you look back and you're like, oh, look at all the things that God had done. And I hadn't even noticed in the process. When I was in the middle of it, I didn't, I didn't notice. And, 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 and that's a great thing. It's a good thing to realize that God has done awesome things when you weren't even noticing. But you know what? You can't just, you can't just hold on to that. You might miss what God is doing now. You might miss it again, just like you missed it then. Like God is still doing something now. Maybe you, you, you have faith for something, for like a someday kind of thing, that someday God will do, will do something big in your life. But what about now? What is he doing now in your life? If, if we are constantly thinking of things in the past, of things that have happened before, that were awesome, that were great, and we're constantly not necessarily loving the current circumstances that we're in, you know, that, that kind of gets stale. It gets old pretty quick. Um, and, and also, if you're constantly just thinking of, like, the things in the future and, and 
you know, maybe one day God will actually do something about this one thing that really bothers me. Or, you know, if it's constantly far distantly in the future, not only you, like, you risk losing hope for that, but you also, you might not be realizing that, that you're procrastinating. You know, faith for the past, faith for things in the past is not actually faith. It's testimony. And faith for some things in the future that you're not necessarily like having faith for today, it's it's more it it, it it's a little more procrastination, because <laughs> faith because faith does require us to do something. That's why it's faith. It requires us to take a step. If we're just waiting, if, if you're waiting on a on a on a on like on the clouds to open up and and receive a sign from the heavens, you know you you may be missing the sign that you have now to realize that you can have faith for today. And I know I'm being ambiguous a little bit because I don't know what, what's in your mind. I don't know what's in your heart, but I know there's something. I know people here right now are thinking of something that they've been really hoping for. I know some, some of you here are, 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 are thinking of, of those unfulfilled promises or things that you're still waiting on. And that's, that's for you to think about and that's for you to let God speak to, to you about. Um, but... I just wanted to be clear. You can't just think of the testimonies all the time and you can't just procrastinate on like on waiting on God or, you know, you're not that spiritual. I'm not that spiritual. <laughs> you can't just wait on God. You can act. You can, um, you can walk with him in faith. And so God will do what he says now. He's, he is what he is. He is who he is now. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a, a, a little bit of a long verse. Um, and this is, this is an Isaiah. It's an, it's an Isaiah, Isaiah 7. Um, and, and here Ahaz was king of Judah and, and the, the kings of Syria and Israel um, had, had made an alliance to defeat Judah. And so, and so the, the, the scriptures say that, say that Ahaz was afraid and, and he, 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 he needed God in his, in his now. So Isaiah 7, verses 2 to 9 says, The news had come to the royal court, court of Judah. Syria is allied with Israel against us. So the hearts of the king and his people trembled with fear like trees shaking in a storm. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Take your son, I'm not going to read the name, and go out to meet King Ahaz. You will find him at the end of the, of the aqueduct, that feeds water into the upper pool near, near the road leading to the field where cloth is washed. Tell him to stop worrying. Tell him he doesn't need to fear the fierce anger of those who burned out embers. King Rezin of Syria, of Syria and Pekah, son of Remaliah. Yes, the kings of Syria and Israel are plotting against him, saying, we will attack Judah and capture it for ourselves. Then we will install the son of Tabil as Judah's king. But this is what the sovereign Lord says. But this is what the sovereign Lord says. This invasion will never happen. It will never take place for Syria is not is no stronger than its capital, Damascus. And Damascus is no stronger than its king risen. As for Israel, within 65 years, it will be crushed and completely destroyed. Israel is no longer is no stronger than its capital, Samaria. And Samaria is no stronger than its king, Pekah, son of Ramaliah. Unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. I think that's pretty power powerful. I could have just read that one verse. Unless your faith is firm, 
I cannot make you stand firm. This is what God was telling them when they were afraid. Unless your faith is firm now, in the middle of your fear, like God is not going to make you. There's a, that, that's the part where we participate in faith. That's where we demonstrate faith. That's where we take a step where we stand firm in the middle of circumstance, in the middle of things that are, you know, worthy of being afraid of. So it has needed God now. And, 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 you know, maybe in the middle of sickness, you need God now. As you're waiting for your healing, you need God now. Maybe in the middle of a problem that you can't solve, you need God now. You're not going to solve it right now, but you need God now there with you. Maybe... It, you, it, there's issues in your marriage or in your family or in, you know, something going on in your job, or maybe it's as simple as depression. You need God now. You need God now. Maybe it's in your finances. You need God now. God is not distant from our fear. He's in the middle of it. He's right there in the middle of our fear, but he asks us to replace these things that, you know, petrify us with, faith and faith believes now it does believe for the future as well but faith believes that god is who he is already now and that he prom he that he keeps his promises now so we have to position ourselves to stand firm in his promises hebrews 11 32 to 35 and the band can come up with me hebrews 11 uh verses 32 to 35 it says and what more shall i say for time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. All these things were done through faith. It says through faith, they conquered kingdoms. All, all, the, all these heroes, it, they conquered kingdoms. This is still the hall of faith, right? Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, prophets. Through faith, they conquered kingdoms. And you know what? If they conquered kingdoms, kingdom, kingdoms do not to be conquered unless there is a fight. There has to be a fight. It also talks about justice. They enforce justice. You know, I think in this in this season, there's been this thirst for justice, and 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 not that it is. I'm not going to try to minimize anything out, outside of the four walls of the church. Of course, I believe the church is the hope of the world, but a lot of the things that we do out there to enforce justice and activism is a great thing. But a lot of the things that we try to do to enforce justice, there is, there is a God of justice. There is a God of righteousness. And I mean, first of all, like no one needs to enforce justice without injustice. That, that like it is, it is implied here that there's, there's opposition, there's circumstances. Um, there's, there, in order for them, in order for, for the people in Hebrews 11 that, that, that he's commending, that he's saying, like, these, these men did great things, there had to be opposition. And we do face opposition today. 
there's plenty of division out there. And I, I believe Jesus is the hope for all of that. I believe, Je- I believe the church is the hope of the world, and I believe Jesus is the real solution for a lot of the things that worry and cause anxiety and, and, and cause division out there. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. So living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. Oh, man. There's still a lot in my message. I'm going to try to speed up really quick. Um, I might, might jump through slides. Um, so I'm going to read you a, a quote by F.B. Meyer. It says, when a man or woman live by faith, it greatens them. They live in a sphere of divine possibility, readily available to all classes and mightily affecting ordinary human life. It's c- consistent among different degrees of knowledge, socioeconomic classes across ethnic and racial divides and lifts anyone and everyone to a level above what is extraordinarily believed. Stormy seas forbid our passage, frowning fortifications bar our progress, mighty kingdoms defy our power, lions roar against us, fire lights its flaming barricade on our path, the sword, the arms of the alien, mocking, scourgings, bond and imprisonment. All these menace our peace, darken our horizon and try on us their power, but faith has conquered all these before. And it's shall do as much again reckon on God's faithfulness look not at the winds and waves but at his character and will get alone with him steeping your heart and mind in his precious and exceeding great promises be obedient to the utmost limit of your life walk in the spirit one of those fruit fruit is faith so shall you be deemed worthy to join this band whose names and exploits run over from this page into the chronicles of eternity and to share their glorious heritage. These, these names being the hall of faith, all these men that the Bible talks about who, who, who did great things. You know, what, what do you need today? What is what you, what your faith needs to, to move into? Is it, is it saving faith? Is it salvation? Is salvation what you need today? Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're hearing about Jesus for the first time. And, and, and what you need is a faith, that faith that John 3.16 talks about. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Maybe what you need is this. Maybe what you need is saving faith. Or maybe what you need is justifying faith. How many of you guys woke up feeling a little unrighteous today, <laughs> feeling a little imperfect today. I, I need justifying faith, faith that makes you righteous, not by what you do, not by your perfection, but by faith. It says in, in Romans 4, 5, it says, and the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as, right, as righteousness. Maybe, maybe you need overcoming faith. Maybe there's, there's a struggle in your life that you keep being defeated by. First John 5, 4 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. First Corinthians 12 
7 to 9 says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the, abil the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of, sp of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. Maybe you need great faith. Maybe, maybe you're the kind of person who, um, who needs the encouragement of another. Maybe you are the encouragement of another because maybe the spirit has allowed you to have great faith. Maybe that's what some of us need. There's also enduring faith. First Peter uh, chapter one, verses three to five. I'm almost done, I promise. Because I want, I, want, I want to go back to worship. It says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, great expectation. And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change, of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. I don't know what you may need today, but I want to make space right now for us to be in the presence of God and, and kind of get our, our hearts aligned, our, our, get our, our minds aligned with, with what God has said he is and will do. All right? So let's stand to our feet. Let's go back into worship. <laughs> 